Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Okay, so we are talking about the three major phases that you can take your body through when it comes to your fitness goals. And those three phases are going to be fat loss, maintenance, or reverse dieting. I think it can be really confusing when someone is starting their fitness journey because they don't necessarily know where to start um, or where to put their calories. And I do see a lot of females in particular where they want to get in shape and immediately they just jump to, I need to go on a diet. I need to lose weight. And that's not always the case. Um, just want to let you guys know that are popping in here for the live. Feel free to ask any questions. If you have any, I would be happy to answer them for you. So let's go through the different phases and kind of define which, like what each one means. Um, cutting or a fat loss phase is when you are cutting down your calories and or increasing your calorie output, which can be done through cardio to invoke fat loss. Um, maintenance is going to be a phase where you are maintaining your weight. You are not looking to lose weight. You are not looking to gain weight. You are looking to stay exactly where you are at. Um, and this can look like a little bit of cardio and usually calories in an appropriate level. What that means is you're not like pushing calories super high. You're not in like a full blown bulk, which I guess we could talk about bulking as well. Um, but you're not in like a calorie surplus. It's more so like a moderate approach with your calories. Um, reversing re or reverse dieting looks like slowly increasing your calories and decreasing your cardio and decreasing your stressors in order to get your body to a maintenance level or a calorie surplus, depending on your goals. Um, maintaining doesn't necessarily mean you're looking to add a whole lot of size. You're just more so trying to maintain, again, where you're at. Um, but a calorie surplus would be ideal for someone who is looking to build more muscle. So if your goal is muscle gain, um, you might need to be in a calorie surplus. And sometimes if your goal is to improve your hormonal health, uh, that could also look like a calorie surplus as well. So some of these phases kind of have unwritten or unspoken rules to each one. If you are looking to lose weight or jump into a cut, you can't do this if you're already consuming super low calories. You have to kind of earn that right to lose weight. And if you're someone who is already eating like 1300 calories a day, maybe you're doing like an hour of cardio a day, then you are probably not ready for a fat loss phase because you don't have much to cut from. Um, for most females, I recommend that your calories are somewhat like around 2000 calories or more before you jump into a fat loss phase. And also your cardio should be on the lower side because if your cardio is already at an hour a day and you're looking to start your fat loss phase, all you can do is add more. And let's be realistic. Who has the time to do an hour and a half of cardio, two hours of cardio a day? 
not many people do. And even if you do have the time to do that long term, that can be very damaging. Um, and even with the lower calories, like 1300 calories, I'm sure some people are like, yeah, I'll cut from that. I'll lose weight from that. Let's be realistic. Okay. If we cut from the 1300 calories and you're eating a thousand calories per day, you're going to put yourself at a place of losing muscle and really putting your metabolism in a really bad place by downregulating things like your thyroid. Um, hormonally, you're not going to be in an optimal place at all. So you have to consider that as well. If you want to lose weight, you have to be in a place where you can cut from. So if you're not in that place, then that would be a sign that you need to reverse diet. Reverse dieting looks like slowly building up your calories and decreasing your cardio um, over an extended period of time. I get lots of questions on how long will a reverse diet take? It really depends. Some people respond great to a reverse diet where their body can just like really utilize those calories super fast and it like is loving it. Other people, not so much where their bodies are more sensitive, where you have to move at a slower rate, but some people don't care if they move at a faster rate. The thing is, is if you move faster in a reverse diet where you're adding, let's say 200 calories a week or 150 calories, like one to 200 a week, like your potential to gain fat is higher, but some people don't care. You know, let's say they are that chronic dieter and they're eating a thousand calories per day and they're like, I feel horrible and I just want to feel better then you can reverse diet faster. But I do find people who are reversing a little bit slower, they tend to um, increase their weight slowly. If your goal is muscle gain, the scale is probably going to change and you have to be mentally prepared for that. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I get a lot of women in particular that are wanting to gain muscle and look toned, yet they freak out when the scale changes. Okay. If you want muscle, muscle is a very dense tissue. It weighs a lot. So you can look better, but you have to let go of this whole stigma of you can't weigh over X amount. Like we have to let go of that. Um, reverse dieting. You also want to decrease your cardio, especially if you've been overdoing it. So if you've been doing like an hour of cardio a day, you need to work on decreasing that. Cardio is a tool. Cardio should not be utilized as a crutch, which means you shouldn't be waking up every single day and doing an hour of cardio on your elliptical for the rest of your life. That is not realistic because then you also have to take take into account your resistance training, which is going to look like two to sometimes two and a half hours in the gym. No, that is not needed in order to achieve your goal body. And again, cardio is a tool. So we have to look at the longevity. Can I see myself maintaining this? a year from now, two years from now, five years from now? If the answer is no, then we have to reevaluate. So in a reverse diet, I do work on cutting down the cardio for my clients. Um, you know, I do keep in a little bit of cardio because you want to have like a baseline of cardiovascular health because that can transition over into your resistance training. Um, but yeah, you should try to bring that cardio down to roughly less than an hour for the entire week. And when you do that, when you are reversing your calories up, um, then you have to maintain there. Okay. This is the big, I call it like the roller coaster effect where people will diet where the calories go down and their cardio goes up and then they reverse and they go back up and then they feel they get 
higher calorie wise and lower cardio wise. And they think, okay, I'm ready to diet again. No, we can't be doing this. Okay. The body does not like this. The body likes homeostasis, which is what phase maintenance. So when you are reversing your calories up, then when you get to a point where your biofeedback is fantastic, where your energy is awesome, your digestion is awesome, you have a great relationship with food and your body, and you're lifting like a boss in the gym. Like when you're at that place, that's where you maintain. And maintenance can look different for everyone. Okay. For example, for myself, I like to maintain calorie wise, roughly around 25 to 2,700 calories. I know some people are probably like, holy crap, that's a lot of food. But if you look at my height and my weight and my energy levels and my energy output, that is what I require in a day. If I consume less than 2,400 calories, I am going to feel hungry. I am going to feel pretty deprived. Um, and your hunger is going to shift every single day. Some days you burn more calories than other days. That's very normal. And it's a little bit funny when people, I think, get a set of macros and they think that their appetite's going to be the same every single day. That is not true. For females out there, your appetite is going to be shifting all the time because most females have a monthly cycle, unless you're in menopause. But most females have a monthly cycle where their hormones are constantly shifting, which is also going to shift your appetite. But for example, on days where I'm very active, maybe I'm running errands like crazy, I had a hard workout that day, I went for a longer walk, I'm going to feel hungrier that day versus a day where I'm relaxing and not doing much. Um, if anything, on like vacation, I find that my appetite is super low because I'm like just kind of chilling. I'm not doing a whole lot that requires like my brain power or um, physical energy. I mean, unless I go to like an amusement park, then that's exhausting. But what I'm trying to get to here is when you get to that maintenance level, know that it's going to be normal to have that shift in your appetite. And maintenance is not just one weight that you are. Everybody has a kind of a set point where their weight will maintain. And that can look like, you know, plus or minus three to five pounds where their weight can kind of bounce and it kind of hangs out there and looks different for everyone. That A lot of that is based on your genetics. And do I feel like you can change your set point? I do believe that you can, but it takes a lot of time to get there. Um, and also if you're not functioning properly hormonally, your set point can look a little bit different because you're probably holding on to some inflammation. But maintenance, you're always going to see that shift. So don't freak out when you're in a maintenance phase and you see your weight spike up because it's probably going to spike back down and then spike up and then spike back down. It's going to stay within a little range there and give your body a little bit of that grace of budging a little bit. You're not a robot. You are a human being. Things are constantly shifting with your digestion, stress levels, infl inflammation. Again, females out there, your hormones are going through a monthly cycle as well. So we are going to see changes on the scale. That is totally normal. How long can you maintain? Really as long as you want. Um, this is where a lot of the magic happens and people neglect this phase. You can maintain for a year, two years, three years, as long as you are resistance training and keeping your cardio on that minimum, minimum side, you're going to make some solid muscular gains. And then when you cut again, 
you're going to have a way better response the longer you maintain. Someone who only maintains for six months and then decides to diet again, you're probably not going to put on much muscle in order to change your physique. And most people's goals when it comes to looking toned, what you're trying to say is I want a more muscular physique because muscle is what brings shape to the arms. Muscle is what brings shape to the abs because your abs are a muscle. Muscle is what brings shape to the legs and lifts your butt and makes your legs look tighter and firmer. Um, Muscle makes your arms look firmer here. That's your triceps. So most people have that goal of building more muscle. They just don't know how to word it. So they say, I want to look toned. Um, So when you're in that maintenance phase, that's when you're adding muscle mass, which is a great place to be. And you can really hang out there for a while. I get that it can be boring because you might not see the changes, but that's not to say that changes aren't happening. So if you're in a maintenance phase right now, I would highly recommend that you continue to set goals in the gym and try not to cut that phase short. You don't want to only do a six month maintenance phase of the amount of muscle that you need on your physique to be happy with how you look is like five pounds. Like you're going to need a little bit more time there. Um, It also just depends on your training age. If you are more of a newbie in the gym, your potential to add on muscle mass is going to be very high. But if you're someone that's already been training for like a calendar year, your ability to put on muscle at a quick rate is going to be severely decreased. Um, Females are going to gain muscle mass slower than males. So that's something you have to think about as well. Let's talk about um, bulking as well. I know that I mentioned that I was going to focus on three phases, but I kind of don't want to forget about this one. So bulking, I don't like this term. We are going to call it a calorie surplus phase, okay? When would we want to utilize a calorie surplus? Um, There's a couple of reasons why. Um, One, sometimes for hormonal issues. So if someone is dealing with really low progesterone, really high cortisol, the body needs to feel safe, which can look like doing a calorie surplus. Um, If someone is underweight, incredibly low body fat, maybe they are experiencing amenorrhea, then a calorie surplus can be very helpful. Calorie surpluses are ideal for people coming out of competition prep as well, because they do need to add on body fat in order to restore their health um, and to be in a place to where they can start putting on muscle again. So calorie surpluses are not necessarily a bad thing. I do find a lot of females get nervous with that. Um, If I were to be in a calorie surplus right now, that would be like 28 maybe 3000 calories. So that is hard and it is hard to eat that much. But also this number of calorie surplus of like bulking is going to look incredibly different compared to where you're at in your journey. If you're in that maintenance phase, you're, let's say you maintain your weight at 2000 calories, your calorie surplus could look like 2,500. Now, if you're someone who is in a cutting phase and you finish your fat loss phase at like 1400 calories, I mean, a calorie surplus at that point could look like 1800 calories. Okay. Again, the only thing that can change that is reverse dieting. If you can work on increasing your calories slowly over time and decreasing your cardio, that's the only thing that is going to change where you can maintain where you're at. And that's why I do talk about reverse dieting so much is a lot of people just, they were either 
trying to lose weight and cutting, or they go into this bulk mindset where they say, you know what, screw it. This isn't working. I'm tired. And it's like, you're tired of trying to lose weight because you've only cut your calories down and you've only increased your cardio and you're feeling burnt out. If you would just reverse diet, you could get to maintenance and feel a lot better than having this extreme all or nothing mindset of fat loss, fat loss, fat loss. Okay, screw it. I'm tired time to go crazy on the weekend. That's a very bad cycle to be in because your body's very confused and it doesn't necessarily know how to respond. So when you're in that phase of cutting, cutting, cutting Monday through Friday, let's say 1200 calories a day, an hour of cardio. And then the weekend you say, I'm tired. I'm stressed. I don't want to do this. And then you're eating even just 2000 calories on the weekend. You're probably going to put on fat. And you're probably not going to see any sort of change in your physique and you're not going to make any progress. Female body in particular is very sensitive to lower calories and it adapts very quickly. So within five days, you can adapt to that lower calorie level. This is also why I find that females, I have to adjust their macros and cardio protocols a lot more than a male. Um, and this is also why when I do refeed days for females, I refeed them on a more frequent basis compared to males because their bodies are so highly adaptive. So when you're in that mindset of cutting Monday through Friday, hardcore, and then saying, F it, it's a weekend. I want to live my life and have margaritas and go out to eat. And you are even consuming 2000 or 2,500, not even like necessarily like binge eating or anything like that. But even just that is going to really slow things down when your body is so sensitive at the end of that fat loss phase. So if you're that person and you're like, Nicole, what do I do? I don't want to be that person. I don't want to feel like I have to restrict really hard and then I want to relax and then restrict really hard. If that's you, you need to reverse diet and get to a level calorically to a where you can live your life and have more flexibility. And again, have a good relationship with food and your body and you're going to feel a lot better. And the body, you know, you have to send consistent signals or else it's going to be confused and it's not going to respond. Taking this away from nutrition and switching it into training. I mean, this is where I see the person that wants to be a long distance runner, but then they also want to be a bodybuilder. Those are two completely different signals of, I want to be efficient and have a lot of endurance to, I want to build muscle and be bigger. These are two different signals. So when you bring that together, what happens? The body doesn't change because it's very confused on what to do in a situation like that. Um, the body needs consistency. So you have to choose one with these phases. You have to choose one. You can't be in all these different phases at once. Okay. You can't be in a cut on Monday in a maintenance on Wednesday and in a bulk on the weekends. You can't do that. You have to choose one and you have to stick to it to a prolonged period of time to maximize your benefits of each one. And the only one that you can really burn yourself on is the fat loss and cutting one because we have to take into account how, how realistic is that for your overall health and well-being. Okay. If you're eating a thousand calories per day, that sucks. It doesn't feel good. And there's no sugarcoating that that is not normal. And that's not okay. So you have to choose the one you have to stick to it. And, um, 
that's where patience kicks in and the, our patience muscle. And it can be hard to reverse diet for six months. It can be hard to maintain for a year or two. It can be hard to build muscle for a year or two. But think about how much better you're going to feel and closer to your goal you're going to be versus being anxious and needing to switch your phase every single month or so. That's when you're not going to be happy and see change. So really got to stick to one that makes the most sense for you. Um, for me right now, I would say I'm still reversing and then I'll be probably in a very slight surplus. And there's differences too. Like if you're someone who's eating in a surplus of 500 calories, like you're probably going to put on a lot of body fat and you don't necessarily need to do that. If you want to make gains, um, you really only need to be in a very small surplus, which could even look like hundred to 150 calories. If you're wanting to maintain some of that leanness and not add on tons of body fat, um, So that's kind of the phase that I'm working towards right now. But again, the only thing that can help me get up is that reverse diet. Reverse dieting will always take you up calorically and down cardio wise. Um, Cutting will only take you down and maintaining will just hold you steady. And um, yeah, I'm enjoying this phase. I'm not putting any sort of timeline on my goal because then I know that I'm going to feel anxious and impatient and that's not ideal for anything. So I hope that this dual like live video was helpful for you guys. Um, For my podcasters listening, I'm going to log on off here and I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode.